Welcome to Frontier 3, presented by PatSnap. In this 20-episode podcast series, we'll be unpacking the innovation ecosystem of Web3. From tokenized physical goods to the digital assets and smart contracts that will build the metaverse, Web3 is one of the biggest technological and socioeconomic paradigm shifts in history. Join PatSnap's co-founder, Ray Chohan, for a fascinating deep dive into how Web3 will fundamentally change how we live, work, and play. Welcome to Frontier 3. Hi there, and welcome back to episode 15 of Frontier 3 presented by Pat Snap. In this episode, Ray Chohan is joined by Tiago Amaral and Kena Oliveira, who are the co-founders of Inevitable. Inevitable offers high-end level educational programs for individuals and companies that want to embrace Web3. Now, in this episode with Ray, Tiago, and Kena, you're going to learn how NFTs can transform traditional industries, the future use of utility within NFTs, why NFTs are important in the future use case for businesses, how Web3 allows companies to build a loyal community, effective ways to introduce NFTs to your customers, and the negative stigmas surrounding NFTs. Here to share with Ray their expertise is Tiago and Kena. Enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by PatSnap. Learn how to unlock your limitless innovation potential with connected innovation intelligence. CII is an AI-powered technology that comes through millions of disparate data points, segments them by industry and relevance, and weaves the insights together to create a meaningful narrative. The result? A holistic 360-degree market view where you can easily spot risks, identify opportunities, and accelerate the pace of innovation. We created the definitive guide to connected innovation intelligence to give you an in-depth understanding of how CII can help your business innovate better. If you want to grab a copy of this, head over to patsnap.com or click the link in the description of this podcast to get it today. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Tiago, Kana, welcome to Frontier Free. Really looking forward to our conversation today. I know we've been going back and forth on LinkedIn over the last week or so. So it would be really cool to kick off with your backgrounds before you started Inevitable, your journey to the wonderful world of Web3. That's awesome. Thank you for having us, Ray. So my name is Thiago. I am 29, 29 years old. I had positions on product, marketing, growth, content. I am undergraduated on marketing and advertising. And I am a huge crypto enthusiast. So right now I am building Inevitable full-time. Wow, yeah. I can definitely see that from all the cool posts you have on LinkedIn. I can definitely feel feel, feel your passion there. And Kano, what's your story? I can see you're more from an engineering and product viewpoint from what I could sense on your profile. So it'll be great to understand your story and arc into this wacky world of of blockchain and, and Web3. Yeah, definitely, Ray. I really, my name is Kaina. I'm 23. I definitely like the tech very much. Um, I'm very excited about the metaverse and everything, but Web3, blockchain, smart contracts makes me 
really excited about we're going to be able to build. Um, I have a background on mechatronics engineering, uh, but I work as a web developer. I love the field and the things we are able to build and are going to be able to build on the future. Brilliant. And, and just obviously, thank you for sharing the background story there. But you know what I find really interesting on all the guests that we've had on Frontier Free so far? There's always a specific point in time or a specific situation which leads to that holy shit wow moment, right? Where they're like, you know what? I've got to pivot my career. I've got to stop what I'm doing right now. And I can see you guys, obviously, Tiago, yourself, you're at KPMG, one organization called Configure, where you're the head of content. So you both have really interesting backgrounds. What was your holy shit moment where you thought, I've got to be all in and, and devote my life to this? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we have been, you know, studying and uh, studying the, the crypto ecosystem for some years now. And we are always talking about, you know, things that we could build together. And I think that my holy shit moment was, I don't know, maybe December 2020 when all this NFT thing started to go mainstream because, you know, crypto is a great ecosystem, but with NFTs, we saw that all that ecosystem was going to the mainstream. You know, NFTs are, are about storytelling, are about community, are about utility. So we saw that this new tech paradigm was just getting started. So man, we need to be part of this. I think this was my, my holy shit moment. And Kena, what's your holy shit moment? My holy shit moment definitely was uh, the first time I got to interact with a smart contract that I deployed because Thiago, initially our idea was to just make a, a collection and experiment with it. But Thiago got me in the job of learning how to work with smart contracts. And initially, I was very resistant. But when I deployed one, and there is only the website talking directly to it, and there is no server, there is no infrastructure. It's just your website and your independent, auditable smart contract. I was like, yeah, holy shit, this is something else. Definitely, that was the moment. And so both of you, is that early 2020? So Q1 is when you first started participating. Is, is that the, the time, the time horizon roughly? We, we started you know, studying the field, I think, in the December 2020, January 2021. And we decided to launch our first applications in, I think, June 2021. Okay, so June 2021 is when you first start launching um, first applications and start kind of building out inevitable. Okay, great. That That's really good context. And so going back to a key primitive that you mentioned earlier, Tiago, the, the, the wacky world of NFTs. And to be fair, I still think 95% of Joe public have no bloody clue of what it really means, right? It's just a word. And now with the, the Super Bowl, people will be talking about it even more with all the, um, action around all the all the interesting ads at the moment so 
starting from first principles, because there's a lot we could cover in Web3 and we could be here till 12 p.m. at night discussing everything. But I think our audience might want to hunker down on NFTs in specific. So in a nutshell, what is that technology and where do you think it's going to take us in the next 12 to 36 months? That's to Tiago, Kenny, feel free to for anyone to take that one. So um, an NFT is a unit of representation of a, a token that is non-functional. That means that you can't, they, they are not, you know, you can exchange them because uh, they do not have the same value as, you know, a $5 bill. A $5 bill is an example of a fungible token because all the $5 bills out there, they are the same. They are worth the same. So about NFTs, right now we have this, you know, this trend of profile pictures, for example, a lot of people changing their, their profile pictures on Twitter or, or Instagram for these, you know, cartoons. And this, we think that this is so big right now because profile picture collections are a perfect bridge between Web 2 and Web 3, you know. Web3 is just getting started, but right now we spend a lot of our time in Web2 applications. So a lot of people need to show their friends that they are, you know, great Web3 enthusiasts or something like this. That's because that's why uh, profile pictures are in a rush right now. Uh, but we think that this is really, really just the beginning. We can see NFTs changing entire industries like real estate or education or healthcare and the more people know about this technology more people will need to build new utilities for them so we really think that this is just you know day one for our NFTs. and so, so at the moment from what i can see uh, i like the way you kind of describe that tiago that kind of it's that bridge right that first mini killer use case which can get the mass adoption and get people going, oh, that, that's pretty cool. So it seems right now a lot of it's flexing, right? We do it in our analog life, right? If we buy a jacket, if we buy a car, if we're wearing certain collectible trainers, come on, let's be real, we're flexing and signaling to the world our belief system and our tribe. So this is this is a digital kind of representation of that. And then the easiest bridge is someone's profile picture. So at the moment, we're at the flexing phase. We're hearing a lot about utility. So I was trying to explain this to my sister over the weekend and she kept on saying, okay, Ray, I get it, but what does it do? What can it enable? What will I get? Ah, oh, she kept on going down that avenue. And, I, I, and it was a perfectly reasonable question. And she's in the majority with that type of question. So when it comes to gen two and three phase of NFTs, dare I say it, it was so bloody early and I'm talking about gen two and three, but in terms of utility and what it will enable, what is grabbing your imagination at the moment in terms of things which make you fall out of your chair and you think, wow, this is going to be massive? Uh, uh, my opinion on this, uh, it's because of the, because of how NFTs were initially implemented, it was very expensive to generate one. So it was inevitable uh, that they would be a flexing symbol because for you to just uh, transact on the network, it was super expensive. So it doesn't make sense to, for example, um, uh, you 
renting a movie, you couldn't pay for that. Uh, you couldn't do that transaction using NFTs on, or blockchain because it would be unfeasible, so expensive. Uh, but now with scaling solutions, those kinds of transactions are cheap uh, and you get all the benefits from being a decentralized uh, network, uh, but without the setbacks from having uh, transactions taking very long and being very expensive. Uh, so I see um, uh, things shifting towards decentralization and ownership and user ownership being required by the customer. So if I uh, am playing a game where I can have a skin, uh, that item belonging to me and I being and me being able to verify that I actually uh, own that with my wallet or I'm I the movie rental example, I can just uh, connect to the website with my wallet and rent a movie. And with that token, I'm able to go to the streaming their streaming website and get that um, get that content. Um, so now we are getting to the point where um, more complex uh, uh, more complex functionalities can be implemented because of these scaling solutions. So you've got an example there where obviously NFTs can be used in in different protocols. You, you can take it with you, right? To different environments. It, it's just like how you the green hoodie you're wearing, Kena, is yours, right? You can wear it in Portugal but then you can fly to Brazil and also wear it at a party there, right? It's yours. That, that's table stakes in the analog world. This is the digital version of that. It belongs to you. It doesn't belong to a centralized platform. It is actually your item. So I think a lot of people understand that, but unpacking the utility piece further, because I think that's where we're getting a lot of questions. Like I get that we can have digital scarcity. We can reflect and abstract out digital ownership but in terms of what that will enable for the customer for the community member what, what are some of the have you guys had in any holy shit moments around that at the moment i mean it could be emergent it could be something which hasn't come out yet but you think might come out later this year or going into next year is there anything that which is very blue sky which excites you I really believe that the, the future of the internet is based on more small small communities and NFTs are such a you know powerful tool to manage these communities. So with NFTs you can grant access for you know people that have uh, a specific token for your collection and they will be in your I don't know, Discord channel or Telegram or anything like this or a specific session in your website. So I think this is one big trend that NFTs will change the way communities are built and managed online. And also right now, a lot of people, you know, they think that NFTs need to be related to, you know, investment you need to invest in nft so you can get you can flip that nft and that's a way to to look at this new technology but you know nfts can also be just a new way to record transactions or record you know things online so not every collection or every use case 
need it need to be you know related to ROI. You know you need to invest that and you can flip that NFT. No, maybe it's just a new way to you know record transactions, and this can be really really huge for you know industries like education or healthcare or real estate or you know automotive. So yeah. Not every NFT needs to be an investment. This is a, a big trend that will arise in the next few years. Uh, just to add a bit to uh, what Thiago was saying, I think that uh, a big part of that is because the name NFT already brings an image to your head. Uh, when we are talking, when we want to mean like tokenized projects. So not exactly that. When we think of tokens, we also think of crypto investors and trying to search for that 100x coin. But we really mean uh, what the technology can bring uh, to do some arguably shilling, <laughs> arguably shilling a bit in Aftable Academy. But for example, what we are trying to do uh, is on the end of the course, you, you will mint your own certificate and the whole transaction will be free. So there is no uh, idea of that uh, token um, being more expensive and you being able to sell it. It's just to certify that you completed the course and you minted your own contract. And that certificate with your name there being on the blockchain already proves uh, the validity of your learning. It makes sense. So, so what, what, what you're both saying there, Tiago and, and Kana is, yeah, collectibles is just one category of how massive this platform is going to be, right? It's going to be a whole solar system by right. So the underlining primitive of what NFTs represent could be an IP NFT. It could be a reflection of real estate ownership. I know Proppy just done their first sale, right, of I think a piece of real estate in the US for $650,000. So that was a moment in the real estate space. It could be a certification to a course, for example, right, to, I mean, I would love that. I do a lot of recruiting here at PatSnap and <laughs> verifying completely what people say performance-wise. It's not easy, right? So that's another opportunity. So it is, it's... um I think Sergey, the Chainlink founder, I love the way he puts it when he talks about Chainlink, right? He talks about moving from a probabilistic world to a cryptographically true world, which is deterministic. So I think yeah, that would offer a lot of value definitely in the world and, and will fill a, a big gap. So, so going to... Inevitable, which I love the name of your business. Um, I think it's really cool, very, very timely. What is the mission and vision for your company? What, what are you guys trying to achieve? So our, our mission is to help onboarding you know, millions and billions of people into the metaverse and Web3. And right now, our... We have two main business units that are Inevitable Studio, kind of can present the, the Inevitable Studio better than me, and Inevitable Academy. Academy is our attempt to educate people about these new technologies, you know, not, not you know, in a, you know, 
tech way, you will need to learn how to hold a smart contract, not you know this way, but people understand why these technologies are so important, how can they position their set themselves in their companies. And because you know, right now on Instagram or TikTok, you have a lot of people, you know, making dances and say you should buy these NFTs and you get rich. And this is not the right way to educate people about these new technologies. So our mission with Neptable Academy is to bring you know high level education about these new technologies, new NFTs, Web3, the metaverse, so people can really understand why they are so important. They can really understand how can they how they can use these technologies in their careers or businesses. That makes sense. Thanks. Tiago for that context and I mean there's a lot of tools on YouTube and channels and and paid for portals like Real Vision which provide a lot of that 101 education and then you can find similar things on Twitter on crypto Twitter what is your key differentiation there when it comes to onboarding and educating those first billion users to web3 the primitive of NFTs and just the, the metaverse as a whole. What are you guys doing differently? Uh, just for the just for the studio part, uh, our idea um, it's a, exactly that: help uh, everybody to that wants to create stuff. To our idea for the studio is to be an abstraction layer for the technology. So if you want to create or bring your project uh, into the blockchain to the metaverse. Uh, we provide you with the tools to generate those assets or upload uh, your tokens and help you connect utility to it. So uh, gating content, uh, connecting to Discord, uh, and helping manage your community in general. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do with the studio. Okay, so with the studio, it could be sub working with like a big box brand who don't really have the technical chops on how to create gated environments, a lot of the picks and shovels uh, and the basic um, capabilities of Web3, you guys are doing it in a low-code environment or no-code, and it's kind of more, more out of the box. So it's a bit like Squarespace for websites or or Wix.com for someone who wants to build a, a, a website with some e-commerce functionality. Is that in a nutshell what what your studio is offering is yeah exactly but uh, we just want to the only difference i would say that we want to be really end-to-end -end. so if for example you want to generate those tokens that are uh, layers of pngs mixed uh, you're going to need to generate ten thousand assets we can just connect to your to your uh, to your assets like that and you define rarities and attributes um, we are going to work on the future for doing the same for 3D and eventually audio. So, and what does that look like right now? Obviously, studio sounds really interesting. Obviously, the education piece is also critical just to get that kind of adoption curve going. What are you seeing in the market now in terms of customers, response rate to the studio offering? Like, ha -ha, what does attraction look like? Uh, we really um, we get a lot of requests to to do consultancy related to smart contracts or front end integrations. Um, 
we try not to to dive so deep on that and just trying to automate what we see the most requests for. So uh, generating, uh, sorry, deploying, creating and deploying a contract, uh, integrating that with the front end, having an API for that same project. Uh, so we are working on this core integration connection between these these three parts: the API, the front end, the, and the smart contracts. So okay. yeah, we really uh, with until March we have we're gonna have this core tech uh, done, and the future iterations are going to be adding more modules and making everything more user friendly. Okay, so you haven't officially launched yet. You will be launching at the end of March, where people don't have to speak to a consultant. They can just ha get the picks and shovels and start building. Yes, uh, uh, on March, uh, sorry, uh, uh, until now, we have used this core tech on our own project. So Dragon Hunters, Bud Heads, and, and the non-fungible cores we are working on right now, all of them use the same core tech. We're just making, uh, on every iteration, you having to be less and less technical to interact with it. Okay, great. And what are you seeing in terms of sentiment? So I know big companies can sometimes with new technology be a little bit lazy. So they're like, oh, can you hold my hand? Just, I don't want out of the box. Can we set up a call and you hold my hand through this process? Or actually even better, I'm really, really lazy. I'll just pay you to freaking build it for me and you can just be an extension of my team. So is that where we're at when you're trying to work with customers where they're like, look, we'll just pay you a bunch of money. Kenya, Tiago, you, you just be an extension of my team and make me look good in front of my boss who's got no bloody clue of what I'm doing. For sure, totally. And that, yeah. <laughs> we have been talking a lot, a lot with you know, brands and you know, a lot of creators and this just makes the, the, the academy uh, the academy side stronger, you know, because people are entering this space right now because they, you know, see the headlines say that uh, NFTs and billions of dollars and this kind of thing. But if you really need to, you know, be successful in this space, you need to understand the technology, why the technology is important, why the smart contract is important, so you can really build uh, a very a great project, you know, for you, for your brand, for your audience. A lot of brands right now are thinking of themselves and forgetting about the community or their audiences, you know, just to be on this, you know, new NFT thing. So this educational part is so so important. You asked it before about our different our differentiations about Inevitable Academy and other sources. I think there are a lot of great creators on LinkedIn or YouTube creating content about NFTs, but in some of these platforms are like a wild west right now. You know, people talking a lot of different projects. You need to invest in this project. This project is going to the moon, and we need to be a trusted source about NFTs, Web3, and metaverse bringing, you know, people that are building things out there, you know, we are not Anon founders, we're not bringing Anon founders to talk about their latest project, we need to bring people that are really building things, so they can, you know, talk with our students about how they can enter this world.
Okay. So Tiago, what you're saying there is you, you guys want to be an independent educator, right? You're not tied to a protocol or tied to someone trying to shill a specific collection or coin. You just want to be that impartial voice and say, look, if you want to build, these are the basics you need to know about the tech and the actual primitive from, from a first principles level. Yeah. And, and we talk about uh, technologies or protocols. You know, we, we talk about a lot of about Polygon, for example, because we use Polygon every day to build our infrastructure. So we are seeing that it's a great technology. We are building all the, the minting process of the certificates using Polygon. So right now it's a great technology that we are using, but yeah, we need to be independent from, you know, collections or specific projects. Okay, makes sense. Are you also, so when you get a certificate and you complete a course, are you guys kind of eating your own dog food? So that, that, grade or that trophy is represented in an nft which you could reflect on your linkedin profile or your twitter where you said look i've been through a, an inevitable course and here's me flexing on how smart i am and i've completed it yeah it, it's like you know you learn about nfts so right now you can take the your first steps into this work so you can make your certificate to learn how to you know set up a metamask or you know, interact with as much contract, these kind of things. Okay, makes sense. So so I think the education part, I think you guys have got a really nice balance there of the academy and studios. But focusing on studios, obviously all over LinkedIn, all over crypto Twitter, I'm not an Instagram user, but I'm guessing on Instagram, we're seeing like so many news articles being pumped. I'm seeing every 20 minutes now. It's like information overload, right? It's interesting how some people post because they don't attach the link. They just do a screenshot and post some shit. But if you click on the link, it's someone saying, oh, we're looking at maybe of doing this. Like, There's a lot of stuff, right? People just, we know what we're talking about, right? We've seen it all over uh, the, the, the various platforms. And that's fine. I don't think the intention's bad, but people are so keen to get momentum. They're kind of just angling the story in a specific way, right? So there is some gray areas there. You guys are on the front line with studios, right? Probably getting emails, inbounds, calls with medium-sized brands, big brands. What's really going on in the market in terms of brands saying, look, we need to launch a Web3 motion? What does it look out of 10 in terms of excitement and, and actual execution? So uh, right now, I think maybe it's similar to the, the beginning of the internet or social media, you know. Uh, brands really need to understand this new world, but sometimes, you know, much more a um, marketing strategy, maybe, you know, right, right now we are on the central land or we are launching our own NFT collection. And this is great because a lot of people will, you know, will know this space because of these brands but in a lot of cases these are not you know long-term strategies so i think that if a brand needs to understand and really enter this world the right way i would not start by launching uh, their own collection i would start you know entering 
communities, existing communities to understand how these communities are managed, talk with people, talk with people that are building on this space, and then you can create a strategy to, to enter this world. Because right now, some brands are just, you know, cash grabbing with some projects. And this is not great for the way people see NFTs, you know. Right now, the way people see NFTs is very, very negative in a lot of, of you know, situations. So I would take a step back and understand why this is important. How can these, uh, these NFT thing can affect the way we as a brand will interact with our community or audience and then you can start thinking about launching a collection or project okay mate and, and what what should a big brand look for so if you do join a community on on discord like is there specific two or three things that brand leaders cmos need to start unpacking and studying in, in your opinion tiago yeah for sure uh, i think that the way these communities are managed is a great starting point because you know it's a much more decentralized way than traditional brands you can see a bar day yacht club for an example i think this is a a, a first step and the second one would be, you know, not just seeing uh, NFT collections or NFT projects, but also Web3 applications or Web3 platforms like OnCyber or Mirror that have been doing a great job because, you know, even if you don't launch an NFT collection, you can also participate on Web3. You don't need to launch an NFT collection to participate on Web3. You can join a collection if you have, I don't know, a cannabis business. You can join Crypto Cannabis Club to be part of this community, to do business, you know, to do network. Or if you are a publishing company, you do not need to launch an NFT collection up front. You can just join Mirror and understand how the platform works, what are people looking for, how can you, you know, manage your community there, raise funds there. So I think these two main steps are, are great. Just to complement this thing, it, uh, I think that's what Chavo uh, is suggesting would help you understand what the, what the underlying tech does, what problems it can solve, uh, and just letting that marinate on your head. And so when you have a problem, encounter a situation, or a possibility to generate value that uh, tool will be in your head and it can pop out to yeah bring more value or solve a problem um yeah so i think it's great to just be on the on the ecosystem i love your approach guys because if i if i look at what you just shared there i think it's very grown up and mature because you look at a lot of the market now and everyone's panicking it's kind of like a, a solution looking for a problem when really it should be, holy shit, I've got this problem. I've been hanging out, just chilling in this community. And while I was going for a run or having a team meeting, we were like, oh shit, what we've been marinating over 
actually is the solution. And oh shit, that course I'd done with Inevitable, I now connect the dots. Now let's actually do something. Is that is that a fair summation, guys? Precisely. <laughs> That's it. See, I really respect your approach. I wish there were more people taking this thoughtful approach. What made you guys want to build the business in that way? Because you could do the shortcut, right? Kana, you've got the product management chops, the technical chops to make people spin up connections fast, right? Just launch a collection. Tiago, you've got great business development and marketing chops to get people really excited and hold their hand through the process. So what made you guys take this long-term view? Because I really respect that. Some parts of the community are not. They're just trying to just launch a collection and they're not really thinking about their reputation, right? They, they might just disappear off onto a beach somewhere. We're seeing a bit of that. Hence what you mentioned, Tiago, the slightly naughty reputation with a lot of these people who are minting collections. Why did you guys decide to take this route? Like, what's the story behind that? Uh, so I, I think that um, me and Tiago, we share a lot of the views on... Uh, collections that are just that, uh, hard ROI, uh, just an investment, 100x uh, the minting price. Um, and there is a lot of money on that. So saying anything against it, it's considered FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, but we can't not uh, think about how uh, a bunch of the, the things that are saying, oh, this is great. It's just because they want to pump the, the collection and get more money. Um, but yeah, we just believe in what we believe and try to, to steer what we are doing to align with what we feel. And I think that this is due to our you know, long-term vision, long-term commitment uh, on building this. You know, we are not here to launch a project and and that's it we have a lot of, of you know we are putting our faces out there you know we have a, accountability in everything we do so i think our long-term vision is why we are building things this way you know we need to build things that will last that will stand the the, the test of time and this space is so, so, so great. We can build a lot of great things that I really need to be involved in this space, you know, 5, 10, 20 years from now. So I think this long-term commitment is, you know, at the core of this decision. So thanks for unpacking it that way. I mean, your advice with big brands, you don't have to mint a collection straight away. You don't have to jump in two-footed just go hang out in some discords, hang out where your potential Web3 customers already are. And I like your word, uh, Kana, marinate, reflect on it, and then see what happens next. So, so, so that makes sense. But in terms of results and traction, what industries or example use cases are you seeing actual traction where brands are approaching you guys and saying, look, we want to do something this year. We want to do it now. Help us. What types of industries and what type of examples? I think uh, creative industries right now are, you know, 
the, the perfect fit for the NFT world. So they are the majority of brands that are talking with, with companies like Netable. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people from other industries come to us asking how NFTs will change their, their industry. So real estate, for example, a lot of people talk about tokenization on um, the real estate industry. This is a big trend for the next few years. But, you know, I think due to regulatory things, they are not there yet. So the creative industry, they are not that, that regulated right now, you know, so they can just experiment a lot. And they are trying a lot of new things on this, this NFT space. But I think that the next few years, they are, the creative industry will be, you know, just another industry trying to build things with NFTs or Web3. We will have educational, uh, educational companies, healthcare companies, real estate companies trying to tokenize their assets. Right. And when you mean creative industries, could you be more specific, Tiago? Like, are you talking about music? Yeah, music, uh, movies, books, and also lifestyle business, you know, uh, like fashion brands. Makes sense. And, and, and you're seeing a lot of classic brands trying to jump into space and then you're seeing native web3 bands i think colt and rain are one i don't know if you've seen those guys uh kana and tiago they they seem like a a, a web3 first uh sports sneaker uh apparel brand I, I don't know if you're you've ever come across colt and rain or if you've seen their stuff I did not know this one yeah I've just seen them posting a bunch of stuff on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And, and it got me thinking, obviously, Nike, I am impressed with Nike, the fact that they did, they did pull the trigger and, and acquire Artifact. I, I think Nike out of the big guns are not dipping their toe. They're properly doing it. Adidas seem more, and I still respect Adidas, the fact that they're doing something, but Adidas seem like more dipping toe where Nike are a bit more, I'll jump into the swimming pool, not completely, but up to my waist, right? That's Nike. But then you've got all these native brands who are like, I'm diving into the ocean. I am Web3 from day one. So there's lots of discussions around. It's going to be the native guys who win because they get it completely, right? They're built from the ground up for this. What are your thoughts on who will be the big brands in this space, like in terms of the lay of the land and, and, and the next two, three years in, in your professional opinion? I think that there is a lot of space on this this new world. So I don't think that Web3 native brands will just replace Web2 Web1 brands. I think they will coexist on this space. But for sure, in my opinion, some of the you know biggest brands in the next few years will come from as uh, Web3 native brands, like what Pixelbot is building, you know, like building a Marvel for Web3 or Artifact or, I don't know, Ghosts that is building an entire mythology using NFTs. So 
I think they, they will coexist, but for sure, a lot of you know big brands in the next few years will come as Web3 native brands. Okay, so that you'll see that kind of crossover and, and evolution. And obviously, you guys are both originally from Brazil. Is that correct? What's the scene like in Brazil in terms of energy and and and, and momentum regarding Web3? What's the vibe like over there? Brazil is a great place to you know digital products, this digital world, because you have it. We have a huge population, and people are spending. A lot of hours per day on smartphones so i think in the long term brazil can be a a great country for you know the web3 adoption but right now i think that we still need to educate people about this and also to lower the barriers on on you know the tech side so more people can enter because right now it's a a little complicated to understand how the technology wallet you know if you are using ethereum mainnet this is very very expensive for a, a citizen here in brazil so yeah i think brazil will be a, a huge player in this web3 world but i think we are you know still some years from it hey, well, great guys it's, it's been great having you both on, on frontier free we always love leaving our audience with some next steps and education material to go to obviously inevitable is definitely one of them in terms of education but any other kind of books that you can recommend or resources which have helped you on your learning journey which would can be helpful to our audience that you could recommend uh, i think that there is a book by kevin kelly called the inevitable and the name of our company is a tribute for this book so it doesn't talk about NFTs or something you know specific like uh, Web3, but it's a great book to understand you know technology as a as a whole and how technology will change our our society in the next thirty years. So I think it's a great start. And about NFTs, uh, there is a. a a link by Anderson Horowitz called NFT Canon with a bunch of podcasts and articles talking about NFTs and why this technology is so important, how you can, you know, understand this word. You know, not they do not talk about trading or you can, you know, make a lot of money. No, you can understand technology and why this is important. So I think these two sources are a great way to start. Thank you. Well, thank you, Tiago. Thank you, Kena. L looking forward to hopefully part two at Christmas time, maybe, and we can see how crazy this year has been because I think this year is going to be another special year like last year. So it's, it's great having you both on and uh, and let's keep in touch for the future. Awesome. Thank you, Ray. And there you have it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation between Ray, Tiago, and Kena. If you did enjoy today's episode, then be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. If you love today's episode, then share this podcast out with a friend or colleague who you feel like would be truly impacted by today's conversation. Again, to get your hands on Pat Snap's number one best-selling ebook, The Definitive Guide to Connected Innovation Intelligence, head over to patsnap.com or head in the show notes section of this episode, which again can be found over at patsnap.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
We'll be back next week with another one. Continue to embrace your childlike wonder and stay curious.